The following is rated S for spoilers. Uh, so what do you think? Grogu is too young to operate heavy machinery. No. What do you mean, no? No. I think he's saying he's old enough to operate it. Yes. Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex. My name is Graham. Today we are going to be discussing The Mandalorian, created by John Favreau, starring Pedro Pascal, Katie Sackhoff, and operating Grogu, Jason Matthews, Trevor Hensley, Hiroshi Akuchi, Mike Manzel, and Tamara Carlson Woodard. Season 3 released on March 1st of 2023 and ran through April 19th of 2023. It, budget is interesting, has an estimated budget of 12 to 15 million based on other Star Wars shows that have already released. But Skeleton Crew, which is coming out later this year, has a budget of $136 million, or $17 million per episode, assuming there are eight episodes. So, yeah, that, that's money for you. Uh, Graham, how are you doing this week? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's, uh, I'd say it's been a minute. It, yeah. It's been a couple weeks, but we're back. So, yeah, no, I'm excited for this one. Well, let's just jump right into it. Graham, what yeah. are your thoughts on Season 3 of The Mandalorian? Uh, so, it took me a minute to, like get through it all i did not watch any of the show for like it was like the first i think like the first five episodes were at least out before i actually like started season three and as i was like catching up like i ended up like watching i ended up finishing season three on like the the last wednesday the last episode came out Mm -hmm. and i just did not get into the season at all i thought it was so weirdly paced and like Really not like unenjoyable, but like I, I, I wasn't like too like wrapped into it that mm-hmm. I just didn't even realize I watched the finale, like when I got to it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, there's no more episodes coming next week. Like that's wild. So I don't know. I was really thrown off by the season because like season one and two were great. I love this show, but like watching each episode, it just felt so, it didn't feel like normal Mando, if that makes sense. Yeah. Why didn't it not feel that way? I don't know, man. Like, what about it was different that didn't feel like, like... I think just the story felt like it wasn't going anywhere besides, like, the idea of, like, taking back Mandalore, which I feel like really didn't come up until, like, episode, like, five or six, really, and then you had, like, the last three episodes, like, all revolving around that. Mm-hmm. But then you also just have, like, the like the new little home base with, um, with the High Magistrate and all that, and, like, the little Pirates yeah, episodes. Right. Those were kind of dope. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just felt like everything was so weirdly placed. And then, like, also we had, like, two or three episodes that were, like, really just all, like, Bo-Katan, which, again, I didn't watch most of the animated shows, so I don't know all of her story, like, in detail. I don't think there's anything that was mostly Bo-Katan. Mando was in Even though Mando was in every episode, it just still felt like everything was, like, oh, like, she can take her helmet on and off. Like, oh, she was also in Living Water. She joined the clan. She uh, led the army. And everyone's like, oh, now she's the leader. Like, this chick that just pulled up, like, everyone knows her name. But Three like, episodes into season two. Well, I mean, I mean, for, like, his little, like, guard, like, for, like, the little, you know how, like, the whole, what's, what's his clan, like, the group that they're all in. Like, Bo-Katan wasn't a part of that clan, yeah. like, until this season. But, like, I don't know. She, like, just pulls up. She starts, like, leading, like, the little like rescue mission and like taking over Mandalore and then got the, the dark saber back, which I don't, I didn't know. Cause I feel like that was like, not just, I was, I was kind of curious on your opinion. Cause don't they, uh-huh. don't they have to die? Like Mando would have to die technically. Like no. she would have to kill. No, not necessarily. So I don't know. 
I know it's um, like a lot. Like I have so many thoughts no. on it, but it's just like it just felt like such a weird mix of a season. Like all the other seasons, I feel like start to finish, it was like mm-hmm. one goal, one mission. You had a couple of side quests where like they'd go get the ship fixed or they'd need a part, and they kind of got back to this. But this just felt like it was like all over the place, and then like it just ended on Mandalore, which was dope. Like the way it ended was I liked, but mm-hmm. I just I. The whole season, uh, this was like my least favorite season. I would say that. Yeah, I, I would agree. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to refrain from just jumping into all of my <laughs> thoughts on that just because I I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying and there's mm-hmm. a reason I don't. Um, and I understand what you're saying and I totally, like, I I, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't, I disagree for a certain reason, right. which we'll get to next segment. Um but yeah, I I didn't. I still enjoyed the season. I mm-hmm. do agree. This was easily the worst season of the three. Yeah. Um, critical reception as a whole. Uh, actually, for season three, uh, Rotten Tomatoes has an eighty six percent critic score and a fifty one percent audience score. Um, and then IMDb season three had a seven point eight, and overall the show has an eight point seven. So that just kind of shows you. It's almost a full point difference than this three season average. Yeah, I was gonna um, say. So, yeah, this was not the best season of the show, mm-hmm. um, ap- like by far. Um, but that being said, I still really enjoyed it. I mean, I loved the Bo Katan stuff. I mean, you were there when we watched season two together. Yeah, and Bo Katan showed up, and I lost my yeah. mind. Yeah, because she looked so good in live action, and they got Katie Sackoff, who voices her in the show. I was Which so I think excited. that's dope. Anytime someone can like replay their roles mm-hmm. in real life, like that is so cool. Yeah, I was so excited. And even just like hearing her talk about stuff in interviews, like she is also super excited that she yeah. gets to play the play the role. Um we have we have Katie Sackoff playing Bo Katan, we have all these Rebels people playing their characters. Yeah. Why couldn't Ashley Erickson play Ahsoka? Ahsoka? I don't know. Yeah. I mean Rosario Dawson's great, but like Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. I did really, really <laughs> enjoy this up uh, this season. Uh, there was lots of cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Pacing was a little off uh, throughout it. It just felt like I think that we should have cut out some of the nonsense that was in it. And the, what was the finale should have been the midseason finale. Yeah. Um, I think we could have gotten somewhere. I think Moff Gideon, for example, could have been introduced a lot sooner. Definitely. He was like, what, like five, four? No, he... Well, we didn't see him until episode right. seven, and then it was just oh, the, like the hologram, right? Of him like talking to the one chick. That was in the last episode. That was the last episode. That was the very last episode, bro. Or no, I take that back. That was episode seven. Okay, okay, yeah. That was the beginning of episode seven. Yeah. The only other thing was that we knew he escaped. Yeah. And that was it. So I would have liked him to be introduced at least a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Um. It kind of it gave me massive Rise of Skywalker vibes. Where like, oh, like somehow Palpatine returned. Yeah, um, that that's kind of the vibe it gave me. But that being said, I love Giancarlo Esposito. He's so good. He's everything. Every time he comes on screen, mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah, Moff Gideon is just so it's so cool. The freaking dark trooper suit armor oh would have been gosh. cool to explore yeah. a little more. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. There are lots of really cool things. Um, what in your opinion was the best episode? Probably the last episode. The last one. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. I think the last episode for me was the most Star Warsy thing I've seen mm-hmm. in a really long time from Star Wars. Like I was just watching it, all the swipes mm-hmm. and all of just 
it felt like the end of a movie where you're cutting to all these different set pieces and action yeah. points. I really, really enjoyed it, and it, it felt like Star Wars to yeah. me. It felt like the, like, you know, you, like, watch a Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. and you know there's normally almost always going to be, like, that lightsaber scene or the fight. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what episode eight felt like, was, like... Sure. Yeah, it was just the most Star Warsy thing, having all the Mandalorians like fly in. That was that would just that there battle was so coming in and going shots. like, dude, it was so intense. Bo-Katan pulling out the dark saber like as they're flying like that. I want that as a wallpaper mm-hmm. so bad because that looks so cool. Yeah, I did see just a funny like continuity error. They used I think it was in episode like seven. The same clip. They used the exact same yeah. shot, but they would zoom in or out and like flip it. Like three different yeah. times throughout that sequence, which I thought was funny. Which I didn't even really notice. Like I noticed, I was like, "Man, they are just like turning corner after corner." Like that's what I thought in my head while watching it. And then the guy, I saw that clip where he points it out, and I was like, "Oh, that literally is just that's just flipped. Mm-hmm. That's zoomed out. That's up close. Like that's wild." Yeah, that's the power. I mean, yeah, editing I, baby. <laughs> I mean, that that shows that a lot of that wasn't wasn't intended to like that wasn't planned. It was just mm-hmm. that's the editors figuring out how does the story work best. How can we make this? seem like the ending of a movie um so yeah it is a continuity error and spiel of issues that i actually i'm fine with it because it worked really really well i have a i have a thought for you is it uh, paz vizsla Mm -hmm. yeah he did not have to die that was the saddest death that was a load of crap man here's the thing he wiped through all of them one by one all Mm -hmm. by himself after they closed that he closed that back door Mm mm-hmm so if he would have just had any other Mandalorian with him, mm-hmm. they probably would have been just fine, and he could have been fine. I mean, they would have been overrun, though. That was that's the. Point. I mean, ideally, but he it's, could it's, have gotten to a point where he could have left. Well, like it's, it's, it's. I mean, it's the same thing as like in the Clone Wars. You have like lame battle droids. Like, yeah, any Jedi can take out a battle droid, but when you have thousands of them, you just get overwhelmed. That that's was, true. That was the idea that's of true. having droids. Yeah. Same thing with Order 66. Any Jedi could beat a clone, no problem. But mm-hmm. it's having thousands of them attack you all at yeah. once. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it was just a sad death, man. I was like, what the heck? Right after his son is saved, too, and it's just like all that. And I'm just like, uh-huh. damn. <laughs> like, just not needed. Yeah. I guess someone needed to die, but. It, it gives you, it gave you stakes. And it, it yeah, it was just, yeah. it was an end, like the end of that episode was, oh. Like and those red, like the red, like Imperial, like. The Praetorian the, guards. Yeah, those were intense. Mm-hmm. That was, honestly, that and um, Moff Gideon's suit, like, those were probably two of my favorite suits mm-hmm. I saw in the season. Like, when they walked out for the first or, time. And, or the upgraded <sighs> dark troopers that looked kind of like yeah. the First Order suits. Yep. Those were really cool. Yeah. I also liked how the last episode, we're talking about the last episode mm-hmm. a lot, but, like, I liked how in the last <laughs> episode, it reminded me of specifically like 60s doctor who where like it'll end on a big cliffhanger and then yeah. five minutes into the next episode it's like oh no they're gonna die and then it just shows they fell like a foot and they're totally fine yep it's seeming like oh no mando's been captured and then he just weasels his way out, out no, on his no own. problem yeah. a few minutes later i again that's something i think a lot of modern audiences just hate but i i kind of chuckled at it. i said oh hey like that's that's pretty funny yeah i like that um what was your least favorite episode? Because I know what mine is without a shadow of a doubt. In fact, it may have been the worst episode of Star Wars I've ever seen, and I've watched all the Clone Wars. Honestly, just because I thought it was slow, in my opinion, was when, I don't know, I want to say this maybe three or four, when he like goes 
before he goes to Mandalore for the first time mm-hmm. and he like meets up with Bo-Katan and he's like, I'm going there. And she's like, nah, you're crazy. Like I don't have my people, whatever. And then he goes and then he gets captured. And then I thought it was sick. that Grogu, Grogu goes back and gets her. And then she comes and saves. Her. And I was just like, that just felt like the longest episode. Nothing I crazy happened sick. besides them getting in the water, which was like, that's great. Mm-hmm. And then they were able to go back and he brought like the, the proof and stuff. But like, that just felt like the longest, like 30, 40 minutes of my life. I, literally was about to just like go to the next episode. I did not care to finish it. I, I mean, think, I did, but I was just like, I think your problem is what you just described as like two and a half episodes. Was it? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> cause he goes to Mandalore and gets captured like in all that on episode one. And then the rest happens throughout episode two. Oh shoot. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so really just the beginning, but I guess okay. then, yeah, I, lo- I thought the beginning yeah. was fine. My least episode was the celebrity guest. We're going to have Jack Black and Lizzo. No, that was dope. They were hilarious. No, I hated every second of that. Why <laughs> Why was a major plot point that they had to go to a bar for droids? Why do droids need to go to a bar? They're robots. They they don't have feelings. Yeah. What are they? Yeah. That was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I agree with that. That's um, fair. That's I, fair. It, that was... I understand they were trying to go back to like the roots of what the first season was Mm -hmm. in particular and just kind of go on a rain. Oh, if you want to do this, you got to do this thing for me first. Yep. That was so dumb. I hated (laughs) that episode. I almost skipped and like up until the last five minutes, all of it was pointless. And that's, yeah, that's like, that's 30 minutes that they could have used to do anything else. Show us more of Moff Gideon or Mm -hmm. going to actually doing stuff on Mandalore so much other stuff could have happened yeah. and and said we got we got that i did honestly i kind of like the celebrity episode though like seeing like of the independent like mandalorians like just kind of being like little like little like bodyguards but also like going to like bring the guy back when they like kidnapped the kid or whatever or brought him back to his place really just like kind of like bounty hunters they were just like doing their own thing that was dope. I think you're talking about a different episode. Am I? You, I feel like that's all are. tied together, aren't I? Because does no. it show them at the beginning? They like go like take the kid from his like love interest or whatever, like the weird aliens. Remember? Because Amanda and Bo are like, we got to go here because they're being independent like bodyguards. And then they show up and then they have to like talk to Jack Black and Lizzo. And they're like, you have Mandalorians protecting you. And they're like, yeah, I mean, they're just like helping us out or whatever. And then that's what where they. What are you talking? Oh, remember? Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I barely remember that part but like remember because they like radioed into the other ship and they're like hey we're gonna like kidnap this guy yeah. like we gotta take him back just make it easy and then they walk on the ship and like take it like i would love to see like little adventures like that like having like an independent like so you mean you just, would like to see season one of the mandalorian basically again yeah <laughs> that'd be great if i could rewatch that for the first time yeah give me that instead of season three yeah i'll take that any day yeah <laughs> if we were only like 15 minutes in i'd say that was a perfect segue into segment two but we're gonna keep going with this yeah i still have more thoughts on season on 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 this <laughs> season of the show um so keep it going i also really enjoyed season four or episode four which i know is something that not a lot of people were fans of and that's where we spend most of the episode in Coruscant with Dr. Pershing mm-hmm. and seeing what happened to all of the, all the Imperial remnants and what's going on with them. I really enjoyed seeing that. I thought yeah. that was a lot of fun. Um, we actually got to see Coruscant in live action yeah. in this period of time. We haven't really seen that outside of the, uh, the actual movies, which was really cool mm-hmm. and all the things that they did with it. I really, really enjoyed. Um, and just the whole concept was really cool. I just wish that there was, 
an actual purpose to any of it. Yeah. Maybe that'll become, become clear later on. I mean, I um, feel like anyone could have called. I definitely called when I saw him like walk up to the group of guys, you know, and then he like sees the chick and I was like, dude, she, she's for sure evil. Oh, like, I think it was, for supposed, sure I think evil. it, I feel like it was supposed to be obvious that. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I figured. I'm sad. Homeboy got his brain fried. Cause yeah, I really enjoyed he that. Was just he trying, was just cool. He was just, he really was like, I know this work, like this work matters. It could be good for the new republic. Like we can use this. And they're like, yeah, yeah, just go get it. Go get it. And she and, framed him. And I was like, you bitch. And like, I like that it, it showed a side <laughs> of the empire that's like, they aren't, they aren't evil because they wanted to be evil. Like he was, he thought he was doing something good. Mm-hmm. And people who he's working for. Just depends on who, were using how they it use for it. evil. Exactly. So it's not, it wasn't his fault. So I, I like how they yeah. present that other side because yeah. in the rest of Star Wars, it's all very one-sided of mm-hmm. the empire sucks and the rebellion is great. Yeah. Um, so I like that they, they showed that. I thought that was cool. Uh, another thing I really, really loved about this season, uh, Grogu finally kind of gets a voice with mm-hmm. IG 12. Yeah. That was, I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. Some people are saying he said, thank you. And okay. episode, episode no. seven or no. eight. No, you didn't hear that. No, people are like, <laughs> no, like his babbles were becoming more like coherent. And I guess, yeah, it's more than just like. Mm-hmm. little like, it's not like a grunts. baby cooing or something yeah but the, also have you been around a baby that's how that's how <laughs> babies work when yeah. they are getting close they start babbling more he he didn't say anything no yeah I know. but i like <laughs> i like that they gave him yes and no like mm-hmm. the amount of the amount of power and just those two words mostly for comedic value but and I'm upset that they got rid of IG-12 because of this. Like, yeah, I feel like there's a lot that he could have said and could have contributed to. Yeah, besides with, just like yes or no. Well, just or, having yes and no. Yeah. Like, just those two words. I think he could have. They could have done a lot with that, and they yeah. actually gave him a voice, which was really cool. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I think it was nice that like I feel like he had a pretty like strong like growth in this season, more or less. I like that he got his little See, chest I plate. Feel like I feel like I, I disagree with that entirely. I feel like Grogu was useless in this season. I feel like Grogu was literally just there because he has to be. I mean, he sells. Yeah, no, no, no. I, like I agree with that too. But like, I just like I guess towards just the end when he's like now an apprentice and he gets like, even then, honestly, I was kind of expecting like when he got trapped in that room, and mm-hmm. Bo-Katan was like, "Go save your son." I was low key expecting Mando to walk in there and all the Praetorian guards are on the ground like dead. Just and, no explanation. Just yeah, that. and Grogu's just chilling because he's got the force. Yeah, he literally protected them from an explosion, a ship explode, exploding. Yeah, and he didn't pass out this time. He was yeah. like a took little a little easy, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> he was he was still standing. Yeah, so you tell me he couldn't just like force push some people against the wall and call it a day, or grab one of their like daggers or something and. I guess that's true. I, f- I really thought, you know, when she slipped in like the chest plate and put mm-hmm. it in, I really thought we would see like that him jump in front of a bullet or take take something mm-hmm. for like Mando and then everybody be like, oh my gosh, he's dead. Then he'd be like, oh, I gotcha. Like pull that chest, like something because it's Beskar. Like it's pretty impenetrable. Like let's see it in action. But no, I mean, didn't slow his hops down, but yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I don't know. There was, there was a lot this season that just felt like they were setting something up. And it just never because a lot of this felt to fruition. Well, I think we'll see it all come at some point in like season four or like very soon because like I feel like they were like, oh shoot, we're doing this in season four. Okay, just give him this. Just throw this in. Okay, mm-hmm. he needs to have this. He needs to do this. Like someone 
shoot this or blow this up. Like something had to happen where I feel like they just right. in planning something got missed and they just really so I don't made think it work. I don't think something got missed. I think they had to fire uh whatever Gina Carano. I think oh, that's yeah. the issue because she was supposed to be the star of Rangers of the New Republic mm-hmm. and that show is no longer happening because she they they fired her. Yeah. And so I think what ended up happening was because I think the ending to this season was the perfect end to the show. Like, they got to Mandalore. Yeah. He's just chilling. But at the end, he basically puts himself in the position that Cara Dune was supposed to be in Rangers right, of like the New Republic. Sheriff. Yeah. So I think that what ended up happening is they have all of these... I think they had a really good story figured out. Mm-hmm. And they had all these interconnected pieces. And they lost a very vital one. So now they have to fill it back in really quickly. John Favreau even said that he was he was furiously writing season four while they were in post-production of season three. Yeah. So season four is like ready to go pretty much. It's written in. Yeah, because he's done all filming. of it, right? Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's okay. created all of it. Um, and so I think a lot of the issues we're getting is they had like, okay, well, we have to make a season three. But also we need to fill a season four with something. And mm-hmm. so I feel like the pacing issues and everything was a lot of, I think the whole Pershing episode, I think a lot of that is entirely has to do with, okay, we need to stretch this out. So instead of finishing it here, mm-hmm. we can finish it in season four and then get the Mando movie that's going to wrap up all of these shows. Yeah. Which also makes you think that we're only going to get a season of Ahsoka, which makes me a little sad. Um, yeah. I, I mean, haven't seen it yet, season. so it's maybe like season five so of Rebels. Maybe like, it's maybe it's okay. Yeah, that's my other fear is it's just going to be season five of Rebels. If you're going to do yeah. that, just make. Do you think we'll see Rebels like Mando and without a shadow of doubt? Yeah, there is no way we don't. Oh, I'm I'm kind of <laughs> hoping we don't. There is there is no. I don't think they're going to pull a book of Boba Fett and have like where Mando it's like season three point five. Yeah, but okay. I definitely could maybe see, in like the first episode or something or down the road. No, I could see halfway through Mando shows up. He sticks around for a few episodes, maybe leaves for an episode, and then in the finale he shows up and helps them fight Thrawn or something. I I guarantee, guarantee yeah. it. <laughs> There's not a, not a, not a shadow of doubt in my mind. That's what ends up yeah. happening. Have you seen? I'm just curious about that. Have you seen all like the theories popping up of like, um, I see on Twitter, like a ton of stuff. So if you watch the intro to every episode, you know how it's got the helmets and Mm -hmm. fades either red or blue. Mm -hmm. So it's red on all the bad guys and it's blue on all the good guys, Mm -hmm. except at the very end, Mando is red. So everyone's like, is Mando going to be a bad guy in the end? Is he always secretly just going to be his own like Um, bounty hunter? He's not actually going to, I don't think contribute to the way. I don't pay that much attention to it, but I don't think it's, ever been that intentional of red is see i don't think so either it's been that it's, that's been that way since like season one it's like i saw a video it's been that way in every star wars show yeah yeah i would say it's the um, same helmet lineup the same i don't think that's a thing that okay. sounds like a people yeah. looking for something that's not there so so to hear this one out okay a lot of people are pointing out that gideon in season one and two what we've seen him in mm-hmm. he's had a mustache yeah, I've okay. I've yeah, seen <laughs> and then Here's, in this I mean, one, it was a it was always it was always a clone. It was never him, so he's still alive uh-huh. somewhere. And, and so, I don't think it matters if this is a clone or not. Mm-hmm. I think there are other clones of Gideon, and mm-hmm. so I think he'll come back regardless. Yeah. Um, just uh, this is a pretty out of the box idea, but did you know 
that you can shave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, yep. Just, <laughs> that's what I saw. Like, a, like a ton of people were like, yeah, LOL. Like you probably could have just done that, which would make the most sense. I don't, here's the thing. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. No, like exactly. The only thing that I was also thrown off about is, is that actually like, I mean, obviously I don't know if it's possible because we've never seen it, but a clone having the force. Well, that's, well, that's the thing is like, as he mentions, like that was his goal. That's, that's what he, was, what he was trying to do because if the force is coming, if the ability to control the force is coming from metachlorians, which are in the blood, mm-hmm. then hypothetically, yes, you could put it into a clone. And that's what he was, exper- that's why you needed Grogu to experiment with. Yeah. Was to see if, if he could pull it off. Um, you talked about the dark saber earlier. Mm-hmm. I want to get back to that. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are really, really upset that the dark saber is destroyed. Yeah. I'm also kind of upset because, We've gone through this whole thing back and forth with the dark saber, trying to have it to get control all the way back in the- Clone Wars, like when it was first introduced. Mm-hmm. Like there's this whole this incredible story and this incredible history, and the fact that it was destroyed so easily, literally um, the crunch of a hand, is is really sad. But I I will say this from a storytelling perspective, I see what they're trying to do because the dark saber is it's a legendary thing. It, right. The Mandalorians, um they treat the dark saber like the Bible. Like mm-hmm. it is. And that's why, like you said, like, Oh, don't you have to die? Not necessarily. The reason that Mando won everyone over was cause he told this in- great story of how she went and saved him and did all this stuff. We saw the episode play yeah. out. It really, I mean, yeah, she did do those things, but it wasn't as majestic or right. incredible as he made it out to be mm-hmm. Mando. One of the, brilliant things about Mando and the way that they're taking advantage of him always keeping his helmet on is they gave him the trait of he's a really good listener. Mm-hmm. And so he picked up on, they don't, they don't care about who actually holds the dark saber. Right. They care. What they care about is the story about yeah. how they got the dark saber and who they are as a person. And so Mando was able to pick up on that. And so he went and said, let me tell you guys a story. And then they're like, Oh, so you, you did win the, the mm-hmm. dark saber because of this cool thing that happened. Yeah. So yeah, like in rebels, well, it's, my only thing with it is also because like Dinjarin could never like really control the dark saber because it was never really his rightfully. Right. Uh, Whereas I was no. super heavy and never had like proper control. Well, yeah. It, yeah. It, it has that trait. And so essentially if you, you just need to have training with it you need to learn okay. how to use it. And which both never has. Did. Yeah, Bo-Katan okay. yeah. had the dark saber for a long time. Right. Okay, because um, I say she just picked that up and went straight into battle. Like Homegirl was just slicing and dicing. So I was like, mm-hmm. I figured, okay, but I just didn't know because it's like she didn't kill him for it. So yeah, like, it's, how not, did it not it's not like a Harry Potter like wand a, situation where you have to use a wand that you own. It's kind it's of really just like, like training that. With it's it, mostly you have to have it. training and being, and it's easier for you to use it if you can use the force because you can use the force to balance to do it. stuff yeah. with it. Um, yeah, so like in Rebels, when Sabine had it, she had to do a whole season's worth of training to be able to wield it. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's a I don't know that's a that's a good segue into things because mm-hmm. I can tell you these things because I've watched the hours and hours and hours worth of content oh, yeah. that there is to see on all these things, um, and I think it's really really cool. But for someone like you, it's like I, this doesn't make yeah. any sense. Like why? I'm about to rewatch Rebels. Yeah, it's gonna. I got to, especially before Ahsoka. Like, I'm, I'm very. Excited oh, you for absolutely it. need to. Yeah. Um, that's what we're gonna talk about. Is the Mandoverse is great, but like, I feel like the Mandalorian is not what the Mandalorian used to be. It's completely changed. Yeah. Solely to, to benefit and help 
build up the Mandoverse, which do we really, really want that? Or is it kind of hindering amazing stories that we could be hearing? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Stay tuned for the next segment and find out. So Graham, what outside of the, the the Skywalker saga have you seen Star Wars related? So here's the thing, I've 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 watched Rebels because uh-huh. me and my brother watched it. Like here's the thing though, it was like every week or so, whenever the episodes came out on mm-hmm. Disney XD, like uh-huh. in 2012, 2013, whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. And we had to watch it at my grandma's because like, we did not have cable like growing up. Like we didn't get Disney Channel out mm-hmm. on our TV, so it was always like every once in a while. And like we watched it through. I'm pretty sure we've seen like all of it. I know like the general story and like who's really alive and who's not, and the characters of it. But like also at the time, I was not trying to like retain the mem- like retain the information and like sure, connect it all show. exactly, exactly. And like to me, I was just like, oh, this is a cartoon. The movies are live action. In my mind, that was separate stuff. Mm-hmm. I had I didn't even ha- understand the concept about like canon and like everything connecting. So that's kind of where that set back because like I've seen it and like I know some of the episodes, I can picture the characters and all that stuff, and I've seen clips here and there. But I just like honestly watching it through, I haven't done it in years. Mm-hmm. So with that, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, Have you watched Clone Wars? I got through half of Clone like like the first like two seasons of Clone Wars. Okay. Um, when the like that came out on Disney Plus like during the COVID timeline. So you got through like the bad part of the yes, Clone Wars. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you got yeah. to pick it back up, and then that's whenever there's actually good stuff. Yeah, I watched the Siege of Mandalore just because like that had hype. Oh, the Siege it. of Mandalore is and it's beautiful. The greatest yeah. Star Wars story outside of the original. Trilogy. Trying to think of what else, and then of course like Bad Batch and like the newer shows and stuff. So like okay, there there it's a lot. Any live Are you action up on show. The bad batch? Um, no, I haven't started okay. started the season two okay. yet. So I've watched first season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for that. I probably I was gonna watch that next after I finished Mando, but I think I'm gonna do Rebels before Ahsoka. Probably a good idea. So I'll probably jump into that. But um, no, but any live action show. I mean, any of the movies like Solo Story and mm-hmm. um, Rogue One. Uh, Rogue One watched uh, and or what other live actions have we had yet? Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, Book of Boba Fett. Boba Kenobi. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I'm relatively caught up. Like, anything that's live action is almost my, like, priority mm-hmm. a lot of the times. And then the cartoons are, like, extra stuff in my yeah. mind. Have you seen Tales of the Jedi? Nope. Okay. You Never watched that. that. What is that on? <laughs> those that those like, are those are the shorts, and they are incredible. Wait, like, Visions? No. No. Well, there's I also Star Visions. Wars Visions, yeah, but that's that not sick. canon. Okay, yeah, didn't think um, so. No, they released, like, I think it's eight shorts based on the Clone Wars. So it's... Um, the first four are about Dooku before pre episode two. So before he becomes a Sith. Okay. Um, and the last four are about Ahsoka. Um, one, like how she, they found she was force sensitive and there's another one where she's training with Anakin. And then it's one of those things where they don't explicitly say it, mm-hmm. but if you've watched the siege of Mandalore as many times as I have, you recognize that what they did was they showed her, they showed how Anakin, how the force pushed Anakin to show her how to defend herself against order 66. And it is the most heart. Like it was a tearjerker, like just sitting there watching it. Like, man, like the, like he saved her from order 66 and he didn't realize it. Like it just, it was, it was so incredible. And then that's crazy. There's a lot of really cool stuff that that's in there and and you should definitely watch it. Um, 
but that's almost four minutes that we sat here um, <laughs> and just discussed and broadly what yeah. we what you just you have and haven't seen. Yeah. Um, and even then, you've seen most of it, and there's still right. some things that you aren't fully versed on, and you have mm-hmm. to watch again. The Star Wars universe used to be very, very simple. Yeah. And while I am all for all the Star Wars content, because I love it so much, there is just so much coming out. Mm-hmm. You have to keep up with all of it. Like, And there's some things that people know. Like, I would say I'm, I know a little more than like the average Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some... Like, there are things people know that you have to go and read like a Lego visual dictionary to like, know like what this thing is called and what it does. And it's like, why, why is that canon? Like I have to go through all of these extra like hoops and things right. where like comic books are part of the canon and normal yeah. books. And there's just so much going on. And Mando, um, I think is kind of suffering because of it. Yeah. Um, this is a thought I had, and it was funny. I was doing prep for this episode. I was looking for the budget, and I came across an article that had everything that I was thinking about the show, uh, which I thought was ironic. Maybe that was the force help guiding me towards uh, for this episode. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but essentially, it the, the the title of it is "The Mandalorian Season Three Premiere Loses Sight of What Made the Series Great," and so I kind of just wanted to break down like an evolution of the show. Um, and how much it's changed. Cause I feel like on the surface they did it in such a way that it, and it is so spread out that I don't know. It's as obvious mm-hmm. as you might think. Um, so you look at season one of the show, like if you just look at the background, the real world background behind it, Disney was making the, the, they were finishing the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, they were working on those and they needed something for Disney plus. So what, what do we do? They decided, well, let's make a live action star Wars show. what, what should that show be? We have this really, we have, we're finishing the movies. Right. Like it doesn't fit into the Skywalker saga. So they're like, all right, well, let's create the Skywalker saga and make other things as well. Um, so they got John Favreau and Dave Filoni on board. And both of them said, we want full creative control. Cause we, we know what's up. We've, right. we're working with George Lucas. Like we want to do what we want to. Cause your stuff kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> so that's what they did. And essentially, I think Disney was not expecting this to succeed. I thought they were, in their heads, they were saying, everyone's going to go see the movies. They're going to love the movies. Right. This is going to be something for the hardcore fans. And also, we can say there's a Star Wars show to get people to buy Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And I don't think that they were expecting... Four seasons to come out of this. I don't think they're just expecting just... I mean, The Mandalorian has become one of the most profitable things that Disney has ever created. Oh, easily. Um, yeah. It's the most profitable thing for Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people who buy Disney Plus solely for The Mandalorian and yeah. then cancel it. I know my dad is that way with Ted Lasso. He has no interest in Apple TV Plus, but for every season that Ted Lasso comes out, he'll get he'll get Apple TV Plus for like a month. He'll binge the whole show and then he cancels the subscription after the month. Yeah. Um, and so that's essentially what The Mandalorian has been for Disney Plus. And so they said, well, we need to capitalize on this instantly. And that's when they created the Mandoverse. And at first it seemed like a good idea. Like, oh, we're working on a Boba Fett show. And they said, how are we going to put Mando in it? Like, well, we weren't going to. Like, we have, like, these two ideas we're tossing back and forth. Like, do both of them shove Mando into four episodes? (laughs) And you have a a show. And it's like, oh, okay. Um, I guess that works. And so you have, like, season two, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they kind of already had a good idea of what they wanted to be. It was going to be like season one. But I think they twisted it so they could introduce all these characters. So that's when we get an introduction to Bo-Katan. Right. And we get Boba Fett and Ahsoka 
and all these different characters and things are happening to set up all the other universes. We get more Cara Dune than we've seen before because we got to set her up. Yeah. And like that last episode is basically the whole Mandoverse coming together to take down Moff Gideon. And then Luke Skywalker shows up and it's amazing. <laughs> um, Which you really no one was expecting either, but no. And I don't know. So like season two, it was, it was great, but it was not, the exact same as season one because we could all tell they're putting pieces together yeah, yeah. for all these other things and that's when i got scared and then we get season three and it's very obvious that all they're doing is we're gonna put we're putting mando in place to do these other things mm -hmm. the pershing episode again i think that was just setting up mm -hmm. other stuff we have all of the ahsoka tie-ins like oh we're gonna mention thrawn and we're gonna show uh the the space jumping monsters i forget what mm -hmm. they're called yeah but like there's just a lot of things also got um zeb you also got zeb live action, a live yeah. action zeb who looked amazing phenomenal yeah yeah he looks so good but season three just felt like we were in a limbo stage of we're waiting for things to happen like i said last segment yeah. like i think season three had a plan and it got messed up because they i think they have to push extend it out a whole lot to work with all the other stuff that's going on. Mm -hmm. John Fav, I mean, and Favreau, I trust, but when he said, yeah, I had to write season four really quick while we were doing season, while we we're finishing season three. So like we could work with Dave and he could write stuff for Ahsoka. That makes sense with what I was doing. And on paper, that sounds great, but it's, it's, I had to do it really quickly part. That's really scary. Cause can you please take your time on this? Why, mm -hmm. why are we rushing all this stuff out? Um, yeah. And it's because it all has to connect, which I think is also part of this. I feel like they also had to rush season three. I mean, honestly, if, if we're thinking about this, the season three was paced so slowly that we could have sped things up, cut out some of the nonsense oh, and yeah. then put the book of Boba Fett episodes in the front of season three. And it would have been an amazing season three. <laughs> Yeah. And we would have had a much better book of Boba Fett, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would have worked so well. Yeah. Like, I think, honestly, I love Mando. It's great. He's great. He's ruining He's ruining all these shows, yeah. other than Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, but even that was ruined because they said we need to make a show instead of making this <laughs> movie like it's supposed to be. Oh, yeah. So, in conclusion, Disney is really messing with, with perfection. Because season one, I think, was perfection. Oh, season yeah. two, I would also say, was pretty darn close. But I, I almost feel like that was something where they still had enough say in what they were doing. And they also, I think, had a good vision for how season two was going to play out. They just mm -hmm. plug and play different characters to fit into those yeah. stories. Um, so with all that, my question to you, is this all good? Is this all bad? But of both, what, what are your thoughts on all of that? It's, it's like, scary, for mm -hmm. sure. Because it feels, like, in my mind, like, this feels like they're just trying to do like not like bring this but it just feels like like an end game style they just want a big they have every Absolutely. character together and it kind of feels super rushed mm -hmm. and that really never ends well for anything else nope. that's tried to do this so i'm just like other which, than other than the infinity saga i, right. I was going to say marvel gonna... <laughs> but i didn't mean to specify the infinity saga cuz yeah. that was that was meticulously planned to be that way exactly. from the beginning exactly yeah and Everything after has been kind of rocky since then for Marvel. So that's why I'm like, I don't kind want a nice word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I just don't want, I don't want that to happen. Cause like, I do feel like it is star Wars. It's Filoni. It's Favreau. I have really no worries that like the content that we'll get mm -hmm. won't make sense. and won't work well. 
But then, like, after, what are you going to do? Did you just pull every character possible, give them a live-action role, and just give us something great, and then mm-hmm. now what? Because, like, I know we're going to get three movies, but then, like, what about the shows? Like, I don't... Well, and that's the other thing is, at this point, who... Like, is this, like, a five-year plan, or is this, like, a ten-year plan? Like, what do we have show-wise? Mm-hmm. What do we have movie? Like, that's what I'm kind of worried about. I, I feel like they're putting the plan together as they go. And yes. they, they have to because of just, you know, against circumstances with uh, Gina Carano. Right. Um... But the other the issue, uh, the other issue with that mm-hmm. is that they don't have any more characters introduced. We're, we we yeah. have live action castings for all the rebels characters. Yep. Um, other than Kanan, but uh, what's his name who plays Kanan is like I will not come back. He's yeah. like yeah. he almost didn't vo- do the voicing for Rise of Skywalker when they're all talking to yep. Ray. Like he was adamant. Like it took lots of convincing. Like George Lucas had to be like, all right, it's fine. Like you can do it because he was like, no. He's like, I know. I know the force, George Lucas. There's a really great clip. I'm sure you've mm-hmm. seen it before where he's explaining the force. Yeah, yeah. And he's like very passionate about it. Like George Lucas told me, this is an opinion. George Lucas said that this is how it is. Um, and so like they're running out of people to even introduce because yeah. who else do you do from Clone Wars? They're Which, all dead at this well, point. Well, here's the thing. Like I think that's why Mando did so well in the beginning because we've never had Din Djarin. We've never had... It, it was hey, all new. It was a new character. Yes, it was. And uh, they a found a way. They, they found out, a way like, to create just a whole new. I want to say world. World doesn't necessarily work in like a galaxy, but they kind of created a whole new galaxy in a way of like. Yeah, we've never seen this bit before, mm-hmm. and introducing this like Mandalorian clan that isn't anything like any Mandalorian we've ever seen. Right. That was so intriguing and so interesting. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, I like I enjoy, like, don't get me wrong, I enjoy so much, and it's going to be so good to mm-hmm. see these characters in live action for the first time and just getting more content, kind of like a season five almost for Rebels. Like, it's going to be great, but, like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> you really don't have to. I don't think anyone's necessarily asking for yeah, it either. I mean, live action Rebels characters sounds great, but like I said... I would be more than satisfied if, you, if you're going to do Rebels Season 5 and call it Ahsoka and make mm-hmm. everything live action. Save yourself some money. Just mm-hmm. make Season 5 of Rebels. Yeah. It's, it's, really, it's really that simple. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I would like to see. I've seen also something, too. What, um, you know the Rangers show or something? What, what's that called? Rangers that like, of the New Republic. Yeah, that was like scrapped, mm-hmm. technically. I've seen a lot of things. Like it's like, to, like a new set of Rangers being like Zeb. Um, that one pilot guy that's like mm-hmm. communication for the new Republic. And then, um, was it Mando or yeah, something? I mean, yeah, yeah. Mando. And Mando I was like, that would be great if he's like that. Mando's in that sheriff becoming position. a, ran- a yeah, ranger. Like now. a ranger. Like, like that would be dope. No, that's what I was saying. Like that is 100% what season four is going to be. It's going to be finishing up all this other stuff. They're mm-hmm. set it up for season three. Um, but also, yeah, they're just going to, they're going to have to do that show super quickly and half-assed yeah. so they can set up other stuff. I don't I mean, I don't know what the, all they have planned. Yeah. Um, we also haven't seen Skeleton Crew and know basically nothing about it other no, than right. it's Jude Law and a bunch of kids and John Watts is doing it. Um, <laughs> doesn't give me the most... I mean, I don't know. I'm yeah. actually kind of excited for that show. Just a little bit we've seen and we know about it. Yeah. Uh, it looks looks interesting. But yeah. I don't know. There's There's a lot of things. And like, I've always said that like with shows, one of my biggest issues with the way that binge TV is Mm -hmm. made now is that like you need to evolve the show. Like that's one of the things you have to do is you have to learn with learn from your audience and just go with the story. And sometimes you have to evolve and that's what Mando is doing. Mm -hmm. 
but it's doing it in like the opposite way of what I think it should do. And like, it's not doing it to serve Mando's story. It's doing it to stir, serve this grander story. Yeah. But in general, the grander story just isn't as good or as interesting as right. Mando season one and two was. Yeah. Um, I love how like looking for a clip for the beginning of the episode, like I was went went back to episode one and like uh, Carl Weathers just like, yo, like I thought you're done. Like you got, you got the kid back. He's like, yeah, well I gave the kid back and then it came back to me, but then I felt sad and I took my helmet off. So now I'm an apostate and like just a really quick, yeah, all that that just happened doesn't matter. Yeah. This yeah. is a t completely different show now. There's no, like <laughs> there is no real bridge. Like last the first two made sense. It was, all right, right I got to figure out who this kid is. And then, oh, we know who he is. Now we have to go get him to a Jedi. Like, there were there were steps, very yep. obvious steps. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yes, stuff happened. Um, <laughs> we're going to do something totally different now. We're going to take back Mandalore now because, you know. We can. And it wasn't even in a way that made, it would have made sense if it was like Din Djarin versus Bo-Katan for the Darksaber like we thought and like yep. they're going to have to learn to work together to bring Mandalore. That would have been a, a normal like step but yeah. it wasn't that way. It was just, no. it was just a big convoluted mess yeah. because there's all these other things going on that they have to set up and, and, and do. Uh, one silver lining though is that they are kind of saving the sequels. Um, in particular, somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> yeah. Because they are giving us some explanations and some logic behind that. Yeah. And they're turning it into, if you watch all the stuff, it's you're going to know, sense. you're going to know like what's going, what's really going on with the sequels. Yeah. And in a way, that's an interesting idea. Mm -hmm. Again, it's not planned that way. So there's going to be lots of issues with it. Yeah. But I said, if we go way back, to our Star Wars episode, we did like one of the very first episodes. Like over a year ago, yeah. Um, yeah, if you go by that, like I said, that I think it's going to be one of the great cinematic universes of all time because it's all over the place. We yeah. have, it's been spanning all decades and there was never a plan for anything until now. Yeah. But like, I think in that regard, that's really, really cool. But also, there's going to be lots of issues and things that they have to tackle to get to that point and also just why do we why couldn't they just they just make a good sequel trilogy that made sense because that'd be too easy that would just be too easy <laughs> why use logic yeah i don't know and you could just have fun yeah i i just i'm constantly wondering like would this would the mandalorian as an individual show be better if they just kept mando contained to one show or would it would have gotten boring and stale doing an adventure of the week I don't western. Think it would have been. Mm -mm. Okay. No, I, I agree I, with that. Yeah, but I, I, I was going. I was going to propose, you know, yeah, an opportunity to expand upon it. But yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it is pretty. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty cut and dry. <laughs> <laughs> like I again, how like what we're getting and how they are expanding. Again, it's gonna be decent content like even even now like even the episodes that were slow and this season being the worst season like even with this season being the worst season that's still not that bad because the other seasons I mean, yeah, are phenomenal again, it says more about about how good the show is yeah about how bad season three is yes exactly exactly so yeah the expansion of this universe of what we're seeing so far it's probably going to be a little rocky not going to make total sense until it mm -hmm. all comes together but 
could it have been better just on its own? Absolutely. I yeah. think it would be, but it's still going to be good. Again, like Filoni and Favreau and everyone, like they're doing great work. I can't complain. Yeah, I, I love Dave Filoni. He made a cameo in the last episode, um, <laughs> just in the background with his big old cowboy hat. Yeah. Uh, so here's a question I have for you. Yeah. We're, we're kind of seeing this whole connective, we have to have everything connected some way. It's affecting Mando, the Mandoverse, mm-hmm. pretty negatively. Yeah. Um, and post season two, so we're talking um, Boga Boba Fett and Mando season three. Mm-hmm. They they did not hit it out of the park like the first two seasons of Mando. Right. Um, and hopefully Ahsoka changes things, but I'm very, very scared because I, I, I love Ahsoka. Ahsoka's my favorite Star Wars character of all time. So Easily. like, yeah, yeah. I'm putting there's a they gotta do a lot to like to win me over. So let me ask you this: Are other cinematic universes because that's that's the thing now? Everything has to be a, big, a multiversal. Yeah, it has to be a big interconnected has. franchise. Are other cinematic universes at risk of this exact same thing happening? Where you have to watch a million things to know what's going on and also just we have to ruin the things that are happening to set up the other things. I think honestly in my mind, yes and no. Okay. Yes. I think it is risky for all the other universes because they see the big ones like Marvel doing it and the star Wars does it and DC is going to reset or do whatever. And everyone's going to get their universes put together or whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to do it too. Just because that's the thing to do. But also, like, in the grand scheme of things, if you really break it down, like, if someone could watch Mando, not really know the characters, they could be like, oh, that was a sick character. Mm-hmm. Have no idea what Rebels is. Have sure. no idea about the Clone Wars. Have no idea about the movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think, like, I honestly, truly, truly wish I could go back to where I would just watch a show and be like, oh, they referenced someone. And mm-hmm. it's just like an Easter egg. Or it's just like a little... Where, yeah, sure, it could still be connected. And if you dig into it, it's a whole grand scheme, universal, it's all connected, multiversal thing. But, like, I don't know. I think it's all really just going to come down to how the viewer, how in-depth the viewer is mm-hmm. and what they pick up or not. Because, like, even with Mando now, I think you could watch season one, two, and three and get the gist of the Mandalorian and get the, the gist of it for what you need to know. Yeah, but the problem you're going to run into is it's like, wait, I thought he gave Grogu away. That's true. That's true because he gets a back. I mean, he does very quickly explain it, but that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, like even even there. I mean, I I agree with what you're saying for the most part. Like other than that one little hiccup, Mm -hmm. um, and that's I think that's a Mando specific issue of like why would you? Yeah, which I would would like. I always just think for like think think of like 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 your parents, right? Not your parents. Your parents are like into this stuff in general. So parents for my parents. Yeah, I mean my parents. If my yes, parents. Yeah, if my mom were to watch season one and two and then jump into three she'd be like how's he got the baby back she would either call me or she would google it she would read an article for six minutes uh-huh. and she would be caught up all she uh-huh. needs to know she'd call me do i need to watch book of boba fett no you're good he's got the baby cool mm-hmm. okay she would watch it if she was even that invested which she would never be but i think for most people hypothetically it's a google search as much I, as that is i wish i could agree with you there are some really stupid people out there. Oh, 100%. Who would not think to Google it and they would just be confused and they would be like, well, I'm pretty stupid. 
So maybe I just missed something and they'll keep going and then they're not going to understand. I mean, if they're going to put that on themselves, <laughs> that's on, that's on I'm, them. I'm, there's just, I, I don't have enough faith in humanity. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's to fair. be able to catch up that. But no, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, understand, I get what you're saying. And I think we're also seeing some issues with like, I don't want to say it's necessarily an issue, but like mm -hmm. there's always been like a conversation of like, how are you going to introduce your kids to Star Wars? Like which order yeah. are you going to show it to them in? <laughs> and that's when that only, was the biggest that, that used to be the biggest issue with yeah, the universe was yeah it was do you like, do four five six one two three uh -huh. or you do one two three four five six <laughs> or do you do the or do you do four five one two three six yeah that's my favorite order personally i think that order's sick but <laughs> but here's the thing we went through three different options in less than 30 seconds but now it's like how am i going to introduce my kid to star wars like well i could just do the main movies but like mm -hmm. the sequels are going to suck if they don't yeah. watch mando mando's amazing so you have to watch mando but we have to watch all these other shows as well but then like it's like marvel it's like okay i'll show oh. them the infinity saga do i show it in like chronological order or release order regardless that's 20 movies you've got to watch and then if you want to show them the multiverse saga not only is that going to be 20 movies but it's going to be like 15 different tv shows as well there's just so much content coming out yeah. now and it's hard to keep up. It is hard. People are getting burnt out hard on Marvel right so now. So fast. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm burning out. I will say I'm not burnt out at all. I'm still very excited for everything, but like I say very excited. I will still watch everything that mm -hmm. comes out, but I'm not excited for any upcoming project. I am excited for secret wars, but like guardians three, did you know that's coming out in two weeks? Mm-hmm. Couldn't care less. Um, just got the refresh. Just saw a small clip that they released like on Twitter. Or yeah, something. I didn't watch the clip, but like, it's kind of funny. They dropped the F bomb. Whoa. I know it was bleeped now, but it probably won't be in the theater. So yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. Garden scene. Don't really, eh, whatever. Yeah. The Marvels. That looks interesting. The Marvels all, I'll, I'll I'm, give a shot. I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to see it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Do I, could I tell you what date it comes out? No. I think November go, 5th. go back five years. Can I tell you what day every Marvel movie was coming out and what order the new ones were coming Honestly, out? Honestly, yes, we could uh, have. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt in my mind. And we would have been hyping over it for three months and prepping for it for three months. And purchased like, our oh, yeah. ticket a week or three, two weeks early. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just like, yeah, I mean, yeah. can you make it Saturday? Nah, Monday. All right, cool. We'll go Monday. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a very, it's very, things are changing very quickly. And uh, I don't know. I, yeah, there, that's just a lot of thoughts. Things I've been thinking about recently while watching this show. Yeah. Graham, do you have any final thoughts on Mando season three or just how how Disney is kind of messing with what was once a perfect show? Um, it feels like Disney and Star Wars kind of like they they shook everything up when I feel like they didn't need to. It's kind of how it feels. Uh, in terms of, I'm, I'm going to expand on that. Yeah, they shook everything up in a really, really good way by making the Mandalorian. Yes, yes. And then they shook it again. Yes, that's the thing. But yeah, someone was shaking it. They gave us great content. And someone dropped it, and they're like, "F." So it's like they're playing 21, <laughs> and they got like a 19, and they, and they said, "Pull one more, draw." They said, "Draw." No, but yeah, I'm excited. I am excited for the future content. I'm just a little worried that we're gonna get our end game and it's going to fade out quick after. Cause I'm not done mm -hmm. with this. I don't want to be done with this. Mm -hmm. I want to see so much more, way more Star Wars content for the years to come. So um, like I said, season three, I just did not enjoy that last episode. Fantastic. We talked about that for like two. the last two. Yeah. The last yeah. Two. The last two were pretty tight. The last episode was the entire time. There was yeah. something, there was a new emotion happening every, <laughs> every five minutes. That is true. That is true. So it ended in a, in a decent cap 
and I'm excited for the next season mm-hmm. um, and the future of Star Wars. Yeah, I agree with all that. I'm gonna I'm gonna end with a uh, with the Rotten Tomatoes critic um, like consensus is what okay. it said because I thought it described all of my thoughts perfectly. It says mileage may vary by a couple parsecs as the Mandalorian becomes more and more about the connected tissue of the broader Star Wars lore, but this remains one of the most engaging adventures in a galaxy far, far away. Um, and that's just an overall of Mandalorian. Up. No, that of season three. Um, and I, like I said. Was season three bad? No. Was it the worst of the three seasons by without a question Absolutely. of a yeah. doubt? Um, was that, does it have to do with the connective tissue of it all? Yes. And so, I don't know. I would like to see some changes. Uh, and I just, just go back, just go back to your roots. Just do what you were doing before. If it ain't broke, don't, don't, don't fix, fix it. it. Don't fix it. Unless they drop it. <laughs> You've been listening to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex. That's Graham. You've been talking about The Mandalorian Season 3. What were your thoughts on this most recent season of The Mandalorian? Let us know on all the things. Instagram, TikTok, Patreon.com, slash the Popcorn Hangover. Your tease for next week. Um, this director has made some really great movies. And the last movie that I saw of his, I thought was like a Greta Gerwig feel-good movie. And, um, well, I was completely scarred for life after watching it. And I have a feeling this next one is going to do the exact same thing. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all I got for you. Peace. Peace.